When I first started my wedding photography business back in 2011, I made just $5,000 in my business. Now I bring in multiple six figures per year while working only 30 hour weeks serving my dream couples. I'm here to help you discover that it's so possible to have what you want, when you want in your business so that you can create the life you've always dreamed of and deserve. Yay, welcome to another episode of the Shine and Thrive Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Monica, and today I'm giving you 10 prompt ideas for family sessions. Okay, so those of you that are like, have tuned into episode 103, the 10 prompt ideas for couple sessions or in your next wedding, and also last week's episode, which was all about prompt ideas for branding sessions and individual portraits, you know the scoop, you know exactly what I'm going to dive into sharing. But for those of you that are just tuning into this for the first time, I'm going to just give you the lowdown on these super feel prompt booklets that I freaking love. I'm obsessed with these. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see me sharing them on the screen. If you're listening to the, just the audio, um, I have like five booklets, booklets in my hand. Um, and two of them are for family session prompts. Two of them are for couples prompts. And one of them is for solo prompts. So like branding sessions or individual portraits. Uh, so for those of you that have tuned into these episodes before, uh, feel free to fast forward a tiny bit. Cause I am just going to give the lowdown again on the three different types of super feel prompts and also, uh, tips on how to use them and these tips in general are amazing for any type of prompts you use, even if you don't use these super feel prompts. So it is uh, really valuable to listen to. And also for those of you that have listened to those episodes, um, something valuable to note is that repetition in learning can be so powerful because the more you hear it, the, mo the more it becomes ingrained in your brain, in your memory, in your subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind actually... <laughs> creates 95% of the results in our life, our thoughts and all of that. So it's so important to actually have repetition in our life. So if you're on a walk or driving and you're like, yeah, I don't mind hearing it again, uh, do that because it will still be very beneficial to you. Um, and for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, it's so funny because I'm someone that hates repeating myself. Like if someone asks me a question, and or like, oh, can you tell that story of what happened to you then? And then I go see people then following day or the following day after that. And they're like, oh, so how's that? Tell us a story. It's like I I'm like, oh, I just said it. I don't know if any any of you have that same feeling. I hate repeating myself. And hence why I decided to have a podcast to create online courses for photographers so that I can teach everything kind of like once and then refer people to those resources if they need it, because then I know I can give my most, my best, all of my energy, teach it really well. Um, and then I'll have to go crazy repeating myself literally hundreds of times when people ask me the same question. So um, little tangent there. But what I meant to say is for those of you that are listening to this for the first time, I am repeating myself for you for the third time because I care and I love you. And I care about your success. And so just knowing that makes me excited to repeat it in this situation. I'm pretty much setting myself up to feel excited rather than being negative about, oh my God, I have to re repeat myself again. No, right now I'm excited to repeat myself because you're hearing, hearing this for the first time and I have to remember that. Um, and I really do care about your success. And I want to give you this, I want this episode to be very deep for you. 
And so you get the whole picture and not just an episode on here are some 10 prompt ideas, but I want to explain to you the why, the reasoning behind them, how to use them effectively, all of that. So I don't want to just scratch the surface. I'm not one to scratch the surface. That is not what I love doing. Um, Okay. So first of all, uh, there are two booklets. So if you're looking on YouTube, there are two booklets for the family session prompts, and I'm only going to be diving into one of them. And I'm only going to be picking 10 out of this one, which normally has 30. So these two have 60 in total. And at the end of this episode, I will also be sharing a coupon code for you to get 20% off these booklets because they are literally such an amazing resource for every photographer to have for the rest of their career. You do not need another prompts resource after this. It's so great. Um, So I'm going to go into just explaining to you the three different levels that they have here for the Superfeel prompts. And then I'm going to give you uh, the lowdown on the points that they have on how to use prompts effectively. So let's dive in. So for these super feel prompts, there are three levels. The first level is called laugh out loud and laugh out loud. Super feel prompts are playful, childlike, innocent, and fun interactions and often generate happy laughing, photogenic expressions and connective gestures. Level two is referred to as warm and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy superfeel prompts are bonding, joyful interactions, and they often generate affectionate, loving, photogenic expressions and connective gestures. And level three is referred to as deep and meaningful. So deep and meaningful, I did it. I did the same thing in the previous episode. I wrote, I said deep and meaningful, superfeel. Like it's just, it's, it's a clusterfuck over here. Okay, deep and meaningful superfeel prompts are very personal, intimate interactions, and they often generate photogenic expressions and connective gestures on the deepest level of care. All right, so let's get started. Oh, no, see, I almost did it again. I was going to dive into giving you the prompt examples, but I want to give you the lowdown on how to use these prompts in a very effective way. All right. So point number one, for best effect, superfeel prompts shouldn't be read directly from the field guide to the muse, but instead relayed in a natural way. This means taking some time to memorize your favorites is important. It's okay to say them in your own words or even make variations that get better results for you. You might like to make some notes to refer to to jog your memory in the future. So you can always have like a little note, put it in your fanny pack if you're shooting in your back pocket bring it, whip it out quickly if you need to see it to remember instead of like whipping out this huge booklet. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of what I do. Uh, Note number two, people will laugh with you before they will cry with you. Build trust with lighter prompts before moving to deeper ones. So if you ever see family photos or portraits where it's like you feel the energy of like the pure hug or the emotion, or you see a tear rolling down and you're like, how, how did they get those people to open up and feel so vulnerable and like open with their emotions in front of the camera. Like that is a skill that's, I'm still, I like, it's incredible. Like I'm just still in awe of that. And this, these booklets really do help with that because they build up on the emotion. So they encourage you to start with like laugh out loud prompts, then warm and fuzzy, and then end with deep and meaningful. And that's what cultivates trust and all of that throughout your session. So um, this is, this is, one of the the paths that you can take to be able to create those types of photos. Um, 
point number three here. Each time you share joy with someone, you're invited one step closer in trust, making it easier for your muse to express themselves genuinely with you. So yeah, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but I know for myself, the more that I laugh with people, the more that you yeah, share joyful experiences, the more you're, you're feeling like your heart can open up to them and you can be your authentic self with them. So this is what this is saying that is part of their process. Um, number, point number four. It isn't the words of a super feel prompt alone that create their emotive effect, but the tone in which they're said and how safe of a space you as the photographer create for the muse. So it's all about your tone and how you say it. So laugh out loud prompts are you can bring up your energy and you're like, okay, now you're going to, you're going to pretend like you're an animal and walk to your dad like an animal, (laughs) you know, like bring that energy up. But if it's like calm, you want to like tell maybe the kid, like, can you tell your mom like a moment you've been most proud of her or something, for example. And then the kid like tells in mom's ear and then the mom starts tearing up like like that's you're going to bring that down that tone and have calm energy so that that calm energy is reflected back to you. Oh, water break. Okay. Next point. How would you tell someone great news? How would you tell someone a secret? Remember that superfeel prompts with different intensity levels should be given differently, appropriate to their content and level of gravity. So that's just what I mentioned. Um, so yeah, using the different levels of your voice. Um, next one is remember that you're asking your muse to show you qualities of their character that may feel vulnerable. You need to ask in a way that shows you respect them just as they deserve. This is especially true for deep and meaningful superfeel prompts. Um, Learn to be okay with stillness. It's better to be silent than to say or do something disingenuous just to fill the space. Often those moments of stillness open doors to the deepest places of connection. This is so true. You guys know I'm learning this myself. Um, I tend to fill in the space with something and sometimes I need to learn that the quiet is okay, that they still feel comfortable, that there's something about to, that could potentially unfold or happen. Uh, so this is a very, very important, powerful point. Um, many of the superfield prompts ask the muses to express with physical motions, such as touch rather than with words. Having your muse use their body to communicate often means it's easier for them to bypass the self-critical censorship many people subconsciously place on spoken language. It can also help your muses tap into emotions in themselves they don't usually draw from. Adding, I'm losing my voice, adding a layer to the fun, spontaneity, and the excitement. Something to to think about that maybe some people, if you become a little bit more observant and experienced as a photographer, you'll notice that, oh, and actually I'm seeing 333. It's 333 PM as I'm saying this. So for those of you that believe in angel numbers, maybe this is something you're meaning you need to hear right now. Um, just know that not everyone always feels comfortable to express using their voice, their throat chakra, and they might feel more comfortable using um you know, they're, they're how, how affectionate they are with people, right. Or with their actions. So you can sense that by, for example, if you start off the session with a prompt saying, oh, uh, tell this person like what you love most about them and whisper it in their ear. And if they go kind of like, Ooh, Oh, Oh, that's hard. And I don't know, 
that could mean that there's just a block and they're in their head about what they're going to say and what people are going to think and will the photographer hear me and all these things, right? And because they can't automatically just get to the answer and then they feel stressed about not having the answer right away, it's like literally a whole cycle. So if you notice that happening, just consider that that person might feel more comfortable with showing affection through hands, through touch, um, through and through actions, right? Like doing things together during the session. Um, okay. Next point here. Once you've given a super feel prompt, keep your camera up and be ready. Oh my gosh. This is true for freaking all the time, especially with the more physical prompts. Sometimes the best expressions happen after the muse's initial reaction to the prompt has subsided. Um, it's supposed to be fun. (laughs) It says here, like these prompts are supposed to be fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. Give yourself room to play and explore finding what works best for you and your muse. All right. So let's dive into the prompt ideas for families. Uh, so the first one is called who wins, uh, tell the group that on your signal, everybody should look at the funniest or smartest or cheekiest or most competitive or the loudest or the most dramatic or the stinkiest one in the family. This is so funny. So of course you're not seeing all of these at once. So you kind of be like, okay, On a count of three, everybody is going to look at the smartest person in the family. Ready? One, two, three. And then they're all going to look. And then usually it's not the looking that you're looking for, right? It's the laughter afterwards or the body language or the like tickling or, or the little punch. Like what? What about me? Right? Like those kind of interactions. So I love this one so much. I especially love the stinkiest one in the family because <laughs> yeah I love my um I love I'm totally into dirty jokes and poop jokes so if I could be like okay everybody look at the stinkiest one in the family everyone would just die laughing it's so funny um okay next one is called and this is in the laugh out loud section so we're starting with the laugh out loud section next one is called my favorite ask one of them to tell you their favorite thing about the family member you point to Ask them not to think too hard about their answer, but just to say the first thing that comes to mind. Proceed to point to each muse one by one and alternate roles. So even for this, instead of pointing, because it's kind of tricky if they're far away from you, it's like they'll be like, who are you pointing to? Him, her, who knows? So you can also just say their names. Okay, like, um, Sonia. And then everyone has to like say the first thing that comes to mind about Sonia. Um, also I did forget to mention at the start of this episode. So because I specialize in documenting weddings and couples, I don't specialize in family sessions. Um, I'm sharing these as like, just sharing with you these prompts. And because episode 103 with the couples prompts ideas, I had photos pop up of examples of like how they turned out with those prompts. Um, that's why this one doesn't have it. Okay. Just so you know, because I'm not going to, you know, show you something that doesn't exist. Right. And especially, I mean, I did do some documentary family work, um, especially because for documentary family photos, we just have like a a skeleton of a plan of like, okay, we're going to start off at home with cooking something, going outside in the pool, then walking to a local ice cream shop. And I just document it authentically. I don't like stop or like tell them what to do. I used to do documentary family sessions just to like dip my toe in and see 
if it's something I want to focus on more. Uh, my heart still was with weddings at this point, but who knows, maybe um, I'll evolve to wanting documentary family sessions being my like number one. Uh, but right now with us just having a baby this year, I'm just like, okay, I'm focusing only on wedding photography. I'm not taking any other bookings. So I have more days free and I'm only shooting those weddings. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. So that's why there's no example photos in case you were wondering. Okay. So the next, uh, idea for the prompt is still in the laugh out loud section. Uh, this one's fun. It's called cinnamon roll. Have them hold hands and stand approximately shoulder width apart. Tell the person at the end of the line to, on your signal, roll themselves in toward the group as fast as they can, still holding hands, wrapping themselves in the layers of the other muses until they reach the center. This creates an arrangement in the group that resembles an actual cinnamon roll, not to mention a lot of laughter as the roll squeezes tighter. Once they've reached the center, tell them to unravel the roll as quickly as possible. That's a fun one. And let me see here. Oh, yeah. And then this one. So this one specifically, there's like a note um, that says it's ideal for families with kids under four. And before I give you this one, I'm going to take a sip of water. <clears throat> okay. So this one is called Bear Hug Tag. Get the whole family to play hug tag. The twist is that they have to hug like a bear or a snake or a T-Rex, etc. Call out a new animal each time someone gets tagged. That's pretty cool. See, this is where people just like their creativity comes out, their imagination, their playfulness. And it feels more of like a, a, a really special, fun family activity instead of like it's about the photos. It's about the photos. Oh yeah. And tip for those of you that document family sessions, I learned something so smart from someone I looked up to years and years ago when I first started my photography business, uh, Story Wilkins. She mentioned to let the parents know, to tell the kids that, because um, her name was Story, by the way, how cool of a name is that? She's like, tell the kids stories coming over to play today. So instead of the parents being like, be ready, be ready for your pictures, your photo session, your photo session, right? It seems like this like rigid, stressful thing where they have to be on their best behavior. And I just found it so like, like it felt felt more at ease and effortless and fun. If you just say like, what whatever, you're t tell the parents to say your name, so they're like, oh, I already know her name, right? They become a little familiar with you and just say, uh, for example, for me, Sarah's coming over to play and she's going to bring her camera. We'll take some pictures, but it's going to be like fun and playtime and family time, right? And I promise you that already that one thing alone will take your family photos to the next level because kids are much more likely to be comfortable and open around you um, because that there's not that pressure, that stress, those expectations. So spontaneous tip thrown in there for you. Um, okay. So now we're into level two, warm and fuzzy. And this one is called, she gets it from you. Tell one of the parents to name one thing, which this could be a personality trait or a physical characteristic that the child muse you point to definitely got from the other parent. So proceed to point to each child. This prompt is especially for parents. It can invite laughing, playful expressions, and sometimes very touching, beautiful expressions, depending upon the muse and how far you are into the session. I freaking love this one too, because it, it does open up like 
a whole, like it'll take it in the direction of that is naturally meant to go in that moment for them. Um, the next one is called love language. Ask one of them to imagine that the only way they can convey how much they love the other muses isn't how they tickle them. That's so cute. And uh, it says here, variation, choose another love language, such as dancing, yelling, jumping, or on their own made-up language. And then the next one is called love it. The following prompt is perfect for capturing special relationships within the family. For example, dad and daughter. Ask each subject to think of something they love about the other. Give them a moment to think about it. And when they have it in mind, ask them to take turns to share it out loud or whisper in each other's ear. So again, it's nice to give them that option of like, you can say it out loud or you can whisper it amongst each other. It doesn't have to be, we don't have to know, right? Just read the room and see who's comfortable with what. And I think that's so special. It really does create that like warm and fuzzy moment between them. <laughs> um, okay. This next one, it says ideal for families with kids under 10. So it's called wild side. Tell one of them to think of one of their favorite animals, but not to say it out loud. Tell them to give you a nod when they've chosen one. When they're ready, tell them they must try to act it out to the other muses, which animal they chose by pretending to be that animal charade style. They can't make any noises and the rest of the family has to guess what animal they choose. So obviously everyone can take turns or you could just choose the kids or just the parents. That's a really, really fun one as well. And now for the last two prompts, uh, it's into deep and meaningful. Um, so this one here is called gratitude circle. Have each family member think of something they're grateful to the other person on their left for, and then take, uh, take turns to share one at a time. Um, then it says here variation, ask one family member to close their eyes and think about what they're most grateful for to the family. When they have it in mind, ask them to open their eyes and quietly share with them. So that's really special, actually. Imagine just like having everybody sit in a circle or even just like on the ground together. They don't necessarily have to be in a circle, but sharing that amongst each other really does create those like deep and meaningful emotions and kids feel seen and heard and and um, and appreciated, which is so important, right? And so do parents. I think all families need those moments of pause and appreciation for one another, another because like life goes by so quickly and the days can blend in together. And especially me now understanding more about family life, like I'm only in it for five months right now, but I really do have a much bigger understanding of like, oh, this is how family life is. And this is how much time and space it can take up and how you really have to be even more intentional with your time. So I think that's such a beautiful gift to give them um, during a, a during a session. Okay. And the last one here is called proud moments. Ask one of the parents to think of a moment when they were most proud of a particular muse, which you designate. When they've thought of a moment, have them stand near next to or hold the designated muse, whatever is most appropriate to the relationship and share the memory out loud with them or in a whisper. Um, yeah, that one's really special too. And this could also be like, imagine if you do shoot documentary style family sessions, this is just an idea that came to mind. Imagine you are shooting documentary style, but then you feel like it's like kind of downtime, nothing's really happening. And 
you feel like your intuition is like, ah, oh, it's going to be like this for another 10 minutes. Instead of it just going by that way, you can go to a person and just quietly let them know this prompt. And then they can go to the person and do that and have that moment. And it's like, you've created the moment, but not, but everyone doesn't know. So it still feels so authentic. And it's like, you helped create it by just suggesting, suggesting the rest they do on their own with their authentic relationship and bond. So yeah, that's another really cool one. So yeah, there you have it. That's literally just 10 ideas from the booklets where if you get the family bundle, it has 60 in total. So I'll show you, these are the two family ones. Um, and yeah. And if you're wondering uh, what bundle did I get? I got all five different booklets for couples, solo shooting, like branding sessions and individual portraits and family photos, uh, because I just wanted to be set for the rest of my photography career. Even if I ever decide to pivot in one direction or the other, I'm pretty much set. So the one that I got is called the Pro Bundle, uh, six field guides for families, couples, and solo. And it has a total of 180 prompts. Um, so that's incredible. You're, you're set. You're set for the rest of your career. Um, and they also have a digital download option or like I'm holding here, printed uh, options available. They do sell out of the printed options pretty frequently. Um, so what a lot of photographers have told me that they've done is just got the digital download um, and then printed it off and had it bound at a local store and even laminated because with lamination, they'll last longer. They won't, um, if you're caught in rain, they won't get ruined and all of that. So that's just an idea, a good option. And as I promised, um, I'm going to make sure to give you the coupon code for 20% off these booklets. So the coupon code is Sarah Monica 20 for 20% off. And that's all in caps. Sarah, no H, Monica with a K. So Sarah Monica 20 for 20% off. And this can be linked or this will be linked as well um, in the show notes for you. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll down to the show more section and you can just click directly through and add in that coupon code um, when you check out. So I hope this gave you a ton of inspiration on how to elevate your work with your family sessions, um, how to get more excited and inspired to shoot and how to really create a much deeper impact with your photography. So thank you so much for hanging out with me. Oh, and before I forget, and before I fully lose my voice, um, I would love it if you could share this to uh, Instagram on your stories and tag me at Sarah Monica Photo. I would love it if you could just write, oh my gosh, photographers, you, if you want ideas for your next family session, like go here, or I love this episode and any insight that you got from the episode, I would love it if you could write it out. Cause I personally, um, see all of these reshares and I would love to connect with you and thank you for resharing. Um, it'll definitely create a really beautiful ripple effect because that means that the more that you share suggestions like these with other photographers, um, the more positive experiences other people will have through their photography sessions and the more meaningful photos that they'll have, which is why we are in this in the first place, right? So if you want to help make a positive ripple effect into the world with the memories that people get to hold on to, right? And the quality time that they get to spend with their family, then by you sharing this episode, that will do that instantly, right? And um, the butterfly and the ripple effect are all just so incredible because it just, it just, it's so cool. Like for example, I share the, I share this, right. And then 
you get inspired and maybe hundreds of other photographers get inspired and then you share this and then five other photographers hear about it and then those five photographers reshare and then a photographer oh it's like never ending it's so beautiful um so i would be so grateful um if you would share it and i think that's pretty much it oh one more thing i wanted to mention uh so in order for this podcast to reach even more photographers for me to have more of a positive impact with helping others feel reignited in their photography business, re-inspired, not feel so alone if they're feeling down or stuck or not confident in their skills or ability. Um, I, the more, or sorry, the, the more reviews that I have on this podcast, the more I'm able to reach more photographers and help them. So I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review. If you're listening to this on Apple podcasts, well, most of you are, uh, or on Spotify, I would be so, so grateful for that. Um, And again, that would create more of that ripple effect and that impact. So thank you so much for hanging out with me, for tuning in. And also let me know if this episode helped you and you tried it out on a session. I'm always in my DMs. Well, not always, but (laughs) I'm the one in my DMs personally. And I would love to connect with you on there with that and uh, just congratulate you on, you know, improving your experience for your couples and trying something out, right? Being brave and excited enough to try something new out and having a good result or insight from it. I would love to connect with you on that. Pretty much I'd like to connect with you because I'm sitting here in my office by myself talking into the abyss and what really drives my heart in this education space and pillar of my business is to actually connect with you and hear from you that what I've shared is helping you. And that just makes me want to create more and more and more episodes like these and more workshops and online courses and all of that. So again, thank you, care about you so much and hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Yay. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and tuning into this episode. If you got value out of it, please feel free to message me on Instagram at Sarah Monica photo. That's Sarah, no H Monica with a K photo to let me know. I get so freaking energized hearing from others that what I've said has had a positive impact on their lives. Also make sure to hit subscribe to the shine and thrive podcast to never miss an episode. I'm so grateful for you and I'm sending you all the productive vibes your way so you have the best week ever. Do you love shooting but hate the endless admin, culling, and editing that follows your wedding and portrait bookings? Yep, me too. In fact, if you're anything like me, you got into photography to get out from behind a desk. And yet, the irony is, the more you shoot, the more there is to do on the back end, which translates to more time spent behind your computer screen and less time doing what you love most, which is shooting. But the good news is, I have a game-changing free resource that can help you break free of the cycle and cut down these precious hours by, guess how much? Up to 70% of the hours that you usually work. Is called my three-hour post-wedding smart workflow checklist, which as the name suggests, shows you my exact step-by-step workflow for getting all of these tasks completed in just three hours. Yep, that's right. Literally from backing up the photos on a wedding night through to delivering the online gallery to my clients in just three hours. Inside the guide, you'll find a detailed breakdown of exactly what I do and don't do in my workflow 
how long everything takes me, what I outsource, when, and to who. This includes the editing service and gallery providers I use. Plus, tips throughout for streamlining the process even further that have been honed in over my 11 years experience in business. And P.S., the same process I outline in this guide is transferable for both brand and portrait photographers too. So I got you too. Do you need to see it to believe it? I don't blame you. Head to saramonica.com forward slash workflow to download a free copy straight to your inbox and join a crew of photographers working smarter instead of harder in their photography businesses. Sarah is spelt without an H and Monica is spelt with a K. So that's saramonica.com forward slash workflow and make sure to download this powerful free resource now.